Welcome to day 10 of Uncaping, Unmasking, and Unhiding. You are rocking with your girl Cheryl and Natty on the Shades of Strong podcast where we're working to dismantle the myths and the stereotype of the strong Black woman. In this particular series, we are specifically supporting Black women, supporting you in healing from the Black superwoman syndrome. That is our focus for this series, and we are happy that you are a part of the journey. Say hey to the people, Nat. Hey, y'all. How are y'all doing? I hope you're doing lovely this fine day. Day 10, y'all. We are rocking and rolling with the cookie lion of the Lion Empire. And as we said in day eight and nine, we freaking Love her. (laughs) We love her so much. So yeah, we are going to continue our conversation on her in days eight and nine. We talked about Cookie's personality and her kryptonite. And in today's episode, we are going to dig a little deeper into her characteristics and her behaviors, which is also her personality. And then we'll talk about some of the consequences of being a people prover and a ride or die chick, which is what we said in eight and nine that her mask and cape were. Kind of said they were matched together, but yeah, people prover and a ride or die kind of chick. So when I was thinking about Cookie Lion this morning, because I woke up thinking about her because we had to record this episode. So I was thinking about her this morning, Natty, and the first thing that came to mind for me was the fight or flight trauma response. And and the reason why I say that is because when we are faced with traumatic situations in our lives or something out of the normal happens, our first response to that trauma is to either fight or flight. And so I thought about mm-hmm. Cookie in, in that regard, and we all know Cookie ain't flight. <laughs> no. She, she is definitely, definitely not. not flighty. She's here for the fight. And so I kind of wanted to dissect that a little bit and what that looks like for her when she's fighting and why she's fighting, because I think that's her trauma response. Would you agree just based on what you know about her, Natty, would you agree that her trauma response is to fight versus fight? Oh, absolutely. Like, always being on 10, so to speak, it doesn't take much to get activated in that kind of way. That's definitely a trauma response, because just everyday, regular, regular life is not, or shouldn't be, constantly presenting us with circumstances in which we have to respond this way right for a lot of us this is like our go-to and that isn't healthy so yeah fight or flight cookie is fighting no matter what we we know cookie fighting she ain't running from nothing (laughs) but here's what here's what we do know about cookie lion just to give you guys a little backstory just in case you guys don't know the empire series number one she was kicked out of the house by her dad when she was 16 years old because she was Mm -hmm. helping lucid sell drugs and he found i think he found like the, the gun and the money under her mattress and so he kicked her out of the house because he had two other girls in the house and he couldn't, air quotes, have that drug stuff in his house. 
So she ultimately gave up her entire life for Lucia. Her dad was basically all she had, because I don't think they ever said anything about her mom. But anyway, her dad was all she had, so she gave up her whole life for Lucius. She spent 17 years in prison because she took the fall for Lucius's crime. Her sisters blamed her for her father's heart attack because of the stress that she had caused. And then she also blamed herself for the heart attack. And Lucia divorced her while she was in prison, and he replaced her with somebody else while she was doing time for him, mind y'all. And um, she also had a gay son that she was, when she got out of prison, she was trying to protect from Lucia because Lucia didn't like the idea of having, not the idea, he didn't like the fact that Jamal was gay. And then after leaving prison, she had to try to reestablish her relationship with her sons who are now adults now because they were small boys when she went to prison. So all of that. That's a lot. Is that not a lot? Like, that's a mm-hmm. lot. And the fact yeah. that all of this started when she was just 16 years old, that's mm-hmm. a lot for, that's a lot of trauma to start in such an early stage in life. Although right. some people has, have started earlier than that. But anyway, that's a yes. lot of trauma. Yes. And so all of that stuff that happened, yeah. Cookie's fighting. She's not. She's, right. she's not running. She's here for the. Her fight nervous system we, is permanently activated. Exactly, <laughs> permanently act like she's here for the fight because now she's got to get her life back. She's got to take back mm-hmm. all of that stuff that was stolen from her. All those things that she was robbed of, beginning at the age of sixteen. So she's fighting to get all those things back. So, Nettie, what I wanted to do was I wanted to kind of read out some of the characteristics of the fight response, mm-hmm. how Cookie falls into some of these categories. And then we'll just kind of talk about that, how it shows up in our lives, our lives as well. So yeah. some of the characteristics that I came across were self-preservation, an explosive temper, aggressive or angry. She likes to be in control. She's often referred to as a bully. And she's reluctant to hear the perspectives, the perspectives of others. So Cookie, Cookie didn't come out of the gate swinging, y'all. She didn't. Right. All the stuff that she had been through, she was forced into this lifestyle. And Natty and I talked about this a little bit in the other two episodes, how we can see some of that in us. Like we both have some lioness in us, but we have to be pushed to that point. Right. That was the case with Cookie Lion. So what do you think about those characteristics of the fight response? And how do you think that, number one, that shows up in Cookie Lion's life and how it shows up in our lives or the lives of our, some of our listeners who may be listening to this? Yeah, I think that when we are put in, in when we find ourselves in situations where we don't feel protected. And for a lot of us, that's been a lot of time over our lives. When we don't feel protected, it is very easy to fall into that mode where, and and just stay there and just stay there. I know that for myself, I was sort of kind of this way as a young adult in my college years. Uh, I was someone who didn't mind confrontation at times. I kind of... Adorning yourself with the proverbial mask and cape didn't miraculously happen the moment you became an adult. More likely than not, there's a history of trauma dating back to childhood that left you feeling rejected, abandoned, betrayed, and angry. 
those emotions don't automatically resolve themselves. As a little black girl, the thing you needed the most was to be seen, heard, nurtured, protected, and loved without condition. When those needs aren't met, you don't get the skills needed to do life as the real you from an emotionally healthy place. If you find yourself in this episode and are ready to start your journey to healing, please consider joining us in the Sister Circle of Healing, a 12-week virtual experience for Black women to gather in a safe and sacred space for healing, connection, and transformation. Join us now at shadesofstrong.com forward slash SOS circle. Thrived on it, kind mm-hmm. of looked for it, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is definitely not healthy. But I was in an environment where I felt like I was completely alone. I was far away from home. I had some friends, but I did not feel that I had anyone that I could really turn to account on if something got really hard. And so, yeah, when you feel, you know, having being in an environment like that or in a situation like that, it can feel very similar to feeling isolated or backed in a corner. Mm-hmm. And when someone is backed in a corner, yeah, of course they're going to fight, you know, because they don't want to be in the corner. Um, So they're going to claw their way out. So I can see, I can see that just in my own history, just the, the, some of the things that I went through as a young adult and I can contrast the, contrast those times with now and who I am now, but I can also understand why Cookie was the way she was going to jail and being in jail it's probably one of the ultimate feelings of being backed into a corner and having to do whatever you can to protect yourself. And if you've been doing that, you said she was in there for 17 years, doing that maybe for all 17 years coming out, there's no coming down from that overnight. So of course, whatever survival skills she developed in that space, she's carrying them on the outside. And it's just really sad because like you said, like she, she didn't come out of the gates swinging. Like right. she didn't, she wasn't birthed this way. None of us were, but a lot of danger, being in dangerous situations, rejection, any of that kind of stuff, just basically incidents after incidents of feeling like you've been failed, feeling like you needed protection and no one was there to protect you. Or if someone was there, they refused, they failed to protect you. That's going to, that's going to build up these kinds of walls. And it's more almost like a cage, like you're like you're a Siberian tiger who's being held captive or something. So yeah, you're going to constantly be clawing at anybody and everybody that comes near you. Going back to her, her prison storyline, if you think about all the characteristics that I read off about the fight response, self-preservation, she fucking fight for her life in prison, I'm sure. Like, right. You're so, deaf, you. If she it's maximum security or something like that, you've yes. got to protect yourself. There is no choice it. in that. There, there's no choice. And then look at the the explosive temper. In prison, that's it. Yeah. You you can't go into a place where you're fighting for your life and then have a calm demeanor. It's not gonna right. work because people are automatically going to see you as soft and they're going to immediately mm-hmm. come after you. So bam, explosive temper. I gotta show these people that y'all can't have me. I got to fight for my life in here. Aggressive and angry. You got to be. You have to Because again, that has to be. She's already angry for being in there because she took the ball. She's already angry. 
And she's already still angry that her dad threw her out. So she's already gone in there angry. And now she's being faced with day-to-day life and things happening to make her perpetually angry. Exactly. Where she has absolutely no control of her life. Where Like somebody is telling you when to move, when to, when when you can go to the bathroom, when you can eat, when you can go. Like everybody is, is, is like literally controlling your life. So if she is at a mm-hmm. in a space when she comes out of prison where she likes to be in control, it's because she didn't have any control for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so and, and then the other one was there were two more left, often referred to as a bully. I mean, 17 years in prison. Yeah. How could you not be? <laughs> so like how I said, could you not be? How can you not be? So she didn't come out of the gate swinging. She was thrust into this lifestyle yeah. of, of fighting. Like she was thrust into the typical angry black woman because she mm-hmm. like she's literally fighting for her life. 17 years in prison, she's fighting for her life. And now she's coming out of prison and she's got to fight for her life again. She's got to fight to right. get back all the things th- that were taken from her when she, when she was in prison. So the last one was reluctant to hear the perspectives of others. I've been listening to that shit for 17 years. I don't want to hear it no more. <laughs> it's y'all turn to listen <laughs> right. to me. It's y'all turn right. to listen to me because right. she's been listening to the guards. She's been listening to the warden. Mm-hmm. She's been listening to people telling her that people are coming out. Like, I don't want to hear what y'all got to say anymore. I've been listening for too long. Like, she's been silenced for 17 years. Yeah. So now she's got to own her voice. She's got to re-own her voice. So once again, she didn't come out the gate swinging. She was thrust into that lifestyle. And so like Natty and I were saying, like we were saying about our own lives is that there are times when we are pushed to that, to that point. Right. We don't want to go there, but when you are pushed up against a wall or pushed in a corner, like Natty was saying, like, I feel like sometimes you don't have a choice. <laughs> That's a lie. You do yeah, have a yeah. choice. <laughs> You do have a choice. Like you but don't have a choice. <laughs> sometimes in the moment, it it's a very it's a very difficult thing to see exactly. because exactly. you're literally being pushed. You know, sometimes literally being pushed into a corner. What are exactly. you supposed to do? Exactly. Um, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to fight for your life. And someone's trying to yeah. And if someone else is trying to exert some sort of control over you, especially when considering that they don't have that control over you, then yeah. You know, I feel like sometimes it's warranted. It's just when we get to a point where every day we feel like we're still in that kind of battle zone and that isn't necessarily the case, that's where it gets to be a problem. Absolutely. And so I think what we would like for you to reflect on as we end this episode is to think about what pushed you into, air quotes, lioness territory because we all have it we all we all have some of that in us so what is the thing because like we were talking about throughout this series all of this stuff stems from something that happened in childhood and so I would encourage you to think about what that thing is for you what is it what incident or circumstance triggered the lioness to you and then once you identify what that is, what steps can you take to begin to move out of that space? 
And again, we know that's not going to happen overnight, but just begin to think about some things that you can slowly, gradually begin to move out of that place. What do you think, Nat? Yeah, I agree. All right. So I think that is day 10. We will be back with day 11. Again, if you have some aha moments, if you want to share with us your thought on this particular, your thoughts on what? Your thoughts on day 10. Like, what is the thing that has you in fight mode? If you want to share that with us in our Facebook community, the link is in the show notes of this episode. We would love to hear from you. We want to know. We want to be all up in your business. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's day 10. We'll be back tomorrow with day 11. You want to add anything before we get out, Natty? No, nothing except we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. We won't like actually see you. We won't actually see virtual. you. But we'll you, you know what I mean. <laughs> we'll be back in this space tomorrow for day 11.